Praise the Lord. This is Psalm for the day coming to you from the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Central Parish. And our Psalm for the day is Psalm 63 from verse 1. Psalm 63 from verse 1. O God, thou art my God, highly will I seek thee. My soul thirsted for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy power and thy glory so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. When I remember thee upon my bed, and meditate on thee in the night watches, because thou hast been my help, Therefore, in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. My soul followed hard after thee. Thy right hand upholded me. But those that seek my soul to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for foxes. But the king shall rejoice in God. Everyone that sweareth by him shall glory. But the mouth of them that speak lies shall be stopped. We give glory to God for this very powerful psalm, and we'll be looking very briefly at an aspect of verse 1. Verse 1 says, O God, thou art my God. Thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. Now, it's important to note the fact that the psalmist at different times recognize God as his God. Not only that, he actually personalized God. For example, in Psalm 22, verse 10, Psalm 22, verse 10, the Bible says, I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's belly. Now, this, this um, individual has identified God as, God as his God from his mother's belly. This is not to say that this person has become a Christian in, our, in, the, in the way that we define it today, or that is born again from his mother's belly, because no one is actually born again from his mother's belly. But it's, it's possible to say this by this psalmist because it's possible that maybe the mother uh, was, a, was, was a believer in God according to their own definition as at that point in time. And, um, and he, was, he, was, he was conceived by someone who knew God. And he was saying, you are my God for my mother's belly. It's also possible that this individual has recognized the fact that if not that God had been my God, I would not have survived even for my mother's belly, which is, a, which is a very likely. And I'm going by what he had gone through, going by his experience even from childhood. He might say, it must have been that God has decided to preserve me himself. And so he's saying, from my mother's womb, you have been my God. Now, in Psalm 31, 14, 14 to 15, Psalm 31, 14 to 15, the Bible says, But I trusted in thee, O Lord. I said, Thou art my God. My times are in thy hand. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies and from them that persecute me. You see, the psalmist is showing to us very clearly, in clear terms, that we must have personal relationship with God. He could say, Thou art my God. 
Now, when you compare this with the, with the testimony of Thomas, you will see a kind of discrepancy. For example, in John chapter 20, from verse 27, John chapter 20, from verse 27, the Bible says, Then said he to Thomas, Reach either thy hand, and behold my hands, and reach either thy hand, and trust it into my sight, and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen, and yet have believed. The story of Thomas revealed to us that even though Thomas was with the Lord Jesus Christ for several years, his, um, his, his devotion to Jesus was limited. He must have been one of such people who had um, some, 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 some portion of their heart reserved for doubt. He must have been someone who would have been telling himself, I'm not too sure about this man called Jesus. And so when Jesus died on the cross of Calvary, oh, he said, I've said it. I've said it, that, this, that I have my doubt about this man. Now on the third day, when they now said that Jesus Christ has risen, Ah, he said, I can't believe that too. I cannot believe until I see him and I, can, I know exactly where, where they nailed him. If I put my hand there and I can see the hole, uh -huh, then I will believe. And Jesus appeared. And then Thomas, Thomas was not there when Jesus was there, when Jesus came. When Thomas came back, they now told Thomas, I said, ah, Jesus has, has appeared to us, he's risen. He said, I don't believe it. So, the next time Jesus will appear to them, Thomas was around. And Jesus told him categorically, Thomas, bring your finger. Behold my hands. Thrust your finger into my hand, into the hole, so that you can see that I am the one. And then he shouted, you are my Lord and my God. Thomas was in the category of people who will say, sin is believing. It's possible that there's somebody who is listening to me at this time and you are in such a category also. Sin is believing. But Jesus now tells Thomas and said, Thomas, blessed are those who have not seen and yet they believed. For Jesus, it is believing is sin. If you believe it, you shall see the glory of God. That was what Jesus has said. You see, Thomas was delivered from this faithless life. Jesus identified right away the problem of Thomas. Don't be faithless, but believe in. If you cannot walk in faith, you can't walk with God. If you are, if you are one of such people who will say sin is believing, you can never follow hard after God. You can't even take God for his word. And the word of God will never be effective in your life. There are several people today who go to church but they live by the, by the dictum, sin is believing. Until I've seen it, I cannot believe it. And they can be in church for decades and they won't see anything. Because that is not the way of God. The way of God is that you must believe before you see. That is what we call faith. Faith is the eye of the spirit with which we see what has not been made manifest. That's what the Bible says. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. 
Because anyone that comes to God must know that God is and is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That's what the Bible tells us in Hebrews 11 verse 6. Hebrews 11 verse 6. Don't be like Thomas. Even though Thomas was del delivered from the life of faithlessness, after that, and because tradition tells us that um, Thomas became the missionary to India, and he, act he actually lived and died in India. He was the one who took Christianity to the southern part of India. So it's, also, it's possible that you also can be delivered from your life of faithlessness. And I can assure you, the moment you are delivered from that life, you will see how rewarding it is. The things you never thought that God can do in your life, God will begin to do it. May I tell you, all your faithlessness does not change God. Oh, until I see, I can't believe. Does that change who God is? Does that reduce God? If a blind man says, I have not seen the sun, I don't know that there's anything that is called the sun. Does that remove the fact that there is sun? The fact that you are faithless is only is, is an undoing to yourself. It's doing harm to your own self. May I tell you, when you change from being faithless to being a, a, a person of faith, living by faith, taking God by his word, thanking him in advance, even before you see the miracle, I can assure you, God will show up for you. Don't be in the category of the Thomas who was with Jesus who was with him for several years and his life was not changed until Jesus confronted him with his faithlessness. There are several people today who are in the church and they need that kind of confrontation. Blessed Father, we appreciate you today and we exalt your name. We honor you because there is none like you. You are my God. Lord, I want to thank you because you have revealed yourself in several ways since I have encountered you. My Father, my God, everyone who has listened to your word today, I pray, oh God, that they will also encounter you, that they will see you the way they've never seen you. Is there anybody who is in the category of those who will say sin is believing? Change their life today. Let them begin to live a life of faith. Help them, oh Lord, to know that the only way to please God is to walk with them by faith. I'm asking, oh God of heaven, that you will activate the power of your word in their life. That everyone who has listened to this word, will change for the better and they will become change agents. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you because you are truly our God. There is none like you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen.